0: Welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We understand family was God's design, and yet, our families can often be the place in our lives where we're the most ungodly. In this podcast, we're hoping you find encouragement from God's Word, as well as practical ways the gospel can touch down in your own life, your home,
1: and your family. We also hope to share some laughter, great stories, and let you know you're not alone, no matter your season or circumstances. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Family Huddle podcast. We are glad to be back with you. We are Travis and Stephanie Armstrong. We are a Ministry of Grace Church. We are part of Family Ministries, and we are excited to sit down and record another episode from our "Swimming in the Deep End" series.
0: Yeah, and it's hard to believe that we have like two weeks left. Two weeks left. I mean, in the series. Yeah, yes. and it has been kind of a marathon most classes don't go 16 17 weeks. Mm-hmm. Many of them might go 6 to 8 at the most. Yep. And so we really had made a commitment here. Yep. Um and now we're we're very close to seeing um the finish line. Yeah, if you're the bin.
1: if you're listening for the first time um or maybe you've just caught a, a random episode here or there, we are following along with um our marriage class that we're offering this spring called Reengage. it's a 16 week class which is why we're feeling like we're on week 14 it has been 14 straight weeks of podcasting (laughs) and and being part of a class so it has felt like a marathon yeah Uh, but we're following along week to week um, on each topic that we're covering in the class and it's been great i'm really excited that we did this um -hmm. you know it's been fun to think through all these different Topics as we've studied them with our small groups and, yeah. and with everybody in reengage, but it's been fun for you and I to just yeah. sit here yeah. um, at our kitchen table and kind of just really rehash some of this, but maybe dive a little deeper into the topics as well.
0: Totally. Um, it's, so been it's been almost fun. every single week like a spiritual checkup. Yeah, really. You know, where like mm-hmm. you start getting into some of these topics and all of a sudden I can notice some lights coming on, almost like lights on a dashboard of a car of mm-hmm. my own life. Yeah. Oh, wow. I need to check that out. Yep. Um, and that's just God and, and through the Holy Spirit and his word revealing things. Uh-huh. And um, and so in one sense, it's hard. But in another sense, it's really good yep. because of of what God's effectually doing in and through our lives um, because of this marriage ministry.
1: Yeah, that's where I just keep going back to, you know, especially in the weeks where maybe I'm tired, (laughs) yeah, ready for stuff to wrap up, and yet I go back to what a privilege this is for you and I Mm -hmm. to be a part of it, yeah, Um, because it's really it's affecting us and it's affecting our marriage for the the good, uh, forcing us to kind of talk about stuff, and um, I just think God knew that this would bless us as well. So really, we're enjoying it, I hope, as much as everybody else who's in the class or maybe even just listening to the podcast. I hope that this has been helpful and has maybe prompted some thought on some different
0: topics. So yeah, Hopefully today, it's been thought-provoking and challenging and encouraging yeah. um, as it has been for us. Yep, I hope it's been for others. But we're on the 15th week that we're yeah, covering great. on completion. completion.
1: I was just going to read the... The main idea kind of from this lesson, um, so we can kind of frame this up, we're down to the last uh, two kind of topics in the last principle. Remember, mm-hmm. there's, there's eight principles in this class, and this last principle is to embrace oneness. And so we're going to talk about completion um, today, and then next week we'll talk about diligence. But this is the main idea on this lesson. Part of God's design in marriage is to use your spouse to conform you into His image. You need to allow your spouse to partner with you in
0: spiritual growth. There you go. Yeah. Uh, definitely a design of God there. Yeah. Um, when it comes to marriage is that we would be able to help grow one another mm-hmm. in, in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, I honestly, before we got married, had no idea the purposes for which God had given us marriage. hmm I had more pie in the sky kind of thinking when it came to marriage that was framed by movies and media and, um, and maybe even some home life as well as just a lot of different areas that had, you know, kind of like given me an idea that was not complete Yeah, when it came to or marriage. Or maybe not
1: fully not f- seeing the full picture full of God's, picture God's of, design. Full picture of God's yeah.
0: design, no doubt.
1: Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting when I think about that idea of God giving you a spouse that would help grow you and conform you into his image. You know, it's so neat. Um, Sometimes I think we, we talk about, and we've talked about this on the podcast, like, you know, personality differences and the way that like where you're weak, I'm strong. And, you know, those Mm -hmm. different things, um, or we balance one another out. But I think this is a whole nother dimension. Yeah. That's really special about marriage. Um, especially marriage, a godly marriage and a marriage that's patterned after God's idea. Yeah. Um, to think that, you know, he created you in a specific way with specific gifts, and um, you bring a dynamic to our marriage, mm-hmm. right? And then I I the same and right. in a different way. And to think that he, um, he brought us together, just like every couple, hopefully, um, that commits to marriage, the covenant of marriage. And he did it with the idea that we would be like two rocks almost, mm-hmm. right? Like we talked about this a long time ago in one of these episodes, like the rock tumbler idea. Yeah. But that through life, as we do life together, that we would kind of tumble against one another. Yeah. And um, in that process that, that he would sharpen us, but that he would also soften us, mm-hmm. I think. At, mm-hmm. And together, we as a couple, as individuals and as a couple would become more like him, and he could use us and our marriage um, to tell the gospel story, yeah, right? Yeah, I think that's such a beautiful that gives such a, a, a unique purpose to marriage that we don't always think
0: about. Right, right. And I think too, once you get once you're married, and even before you get married, it's pretty easy to identify. You know, the strengths in one another. Yeah. In fact, those are the things that probably attracted people together. Right.
1: Or you talk about. Or you talk about it. Because <laughs> you right? like them.
0: Right. Uh-huh. Um, what's different when you get into marriage is the, on the flip side, the weaknesses that get exposed. Yeah. And so I think that's just as important. And I love this quote. This is by authors Gary and Betsy Ruchichi. <laughs> I don't know if I said that right. Yeah, I do either. And they said this, one of the best wedding gifts God gave you was a full-length mirror called your spouse. Had there been a card attached, it would have said, here's to helping you discover what you're really like. Mm. And so, you know, the mirror. Yeah. And I think about like 18 years ago, you and I, Mm -hmm. Got married August 1st, 2003 in Naples, Florida. And 18 years ago, when we looked in the mirror, we both looked very different.
1: We did. In fact, just tonight, we were looking at some wedding photos. And our little guy, our two-year-old, Weston, we were saying, you know, pointing at at ourselves in these photos and saying, who is that? Who is that? (laughs) He saw your
0: photo. Yeah.
1: And what did what did he say? It was so funny. I don't know
0: who that guy is. Yeah,
1: I don't know that. I don't know that guy. I don't know. I I can't say that guy. I can't say that guy. I can't say that guy. That's what he's saying. He didn't quite recognize us. We were our we were younger versions of ourselves. Our skin
0: was a little tighter. We were a little thinner. (laughs) A little more. A little more tan. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Lots of changes.
0: (laughs) And so it is funny because. 18 years later, when we look at the mirror, um, we have changed. We have, we don't look the same. We Um, don't.
1: And even when I looked back at those pictures, it did, it did make me think like, we didn't even really fully know who each other was. Right. I'm not even sure we fully knew who we were. No. uh, To be honest, right? Like, correct. You know, we, we knew a version of ourselves. Like we kind of put our best foot forward at at that time. Yeah. Yeah. But I think what's really sweet about marriage when you don't quit and when you stick it out
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, is that I look at that, those photos, and I think, oh, you know, of course they bring back good memories and, you know, yeah. I wish I was that thin again <laughs> and whatever. But um, I also don't want to be who I was then right? because I really love who I am today. Totally. Not that I feel like I've arrived. I just love the journey mm-hmm. that God's brought us through. And I'm grateful that I can look back and see that He's really has grown us. Yes. In Him. Yeah. Ups and downs. Ups and downs. Constantly.
0: Thick and thin. Through it all. Yeah. I think before we got married, my motto in life, and you guys will laugh, this is so, so shallow, but I was kind of like, I'm going to fake it until I make it. You know. <laughs>
1: and let me just tell you, <laughs> he did. <laughs> he, he and I think in a lot of ways, you way try
0: to fake out this other person, yeah. present your best self so that they'll like you and get married to you but the problem is once you get into marriage there is no no other place to hide Mm -hmm. like they're gonna see you for who you really are Mm -hmm. and um and so i love this thing that martin luther put down Uh, listen to this this is funny he said this once um, he learned more about what it means to be a follower of christ in a marriage than he did in a monastery Because yeah. in a monastery, you can isolate, right. you can hide, but in a marriage, there is no place to hide. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. I, um, yeah. It can be. Right? Right. If you, we
1: see it that way, yeah. it absolutely can be.
0: It's, it's not sustainable right. to have a motto of faking it until you make it. No. Um, the real you is, is, is who God actually loves and died, died for. Yeah. And in the real you is, is the one he wants to work on. Yep. And in order to bring out the real you, the gift he gives us in marriage is our spouse mm-hmm. who helps reveal those things that we had kept hidden. Mm-hmm. And so that we can work on those things and we can grow together as we sharpen one another in marriage as the tool he gifts us with. Yeah. And so I think that again, perception on the other side of I do to mm-hmm. this side of I do, yep. totally different.
1: Yeah. It is totally different. Better, I would say. Much better. Um, but the, the better is, is also because it's deeper and richer because it's more real. Yeah. Not that what we had on, you know, day one was fake. It really, it was real. We really loved each other and we really did do our best to, to, I think, bring our full selves to that covenant. Yeah. And we did do like pre-marriage counseling so that we did talk through, you know, some of these things, but there's just no way to fully know somebody until you are living life together. Yeah. And 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 until God makes you one, yeah, you know that just there's still a part of you that's reserved. Reserved. And then all yeah. of a sudden, as
0: know. we've said before, love is blind, but marriage is a real eye opener. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I think personally, practically speaking, as we think about the mirror, yep, you know, you can't hide in the mirror. Like it's no. going to reveal.
1: Sadly, <laughs> sadly, <laughs> it's it gonna is reveal very to revealing.
0: Yes. Uh huh. And we've had some sad moments just recently because of <sighs> teeth that have been pulled, and, um, and, just and aging, aging that just I, is yeah. problematic. All and of
1: a sudden, we're like, what's happening to us? Who, who are is, these people in the mirror? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think, but when we think about each other being a mirror to one another, yeah. um, it helps reveal blind spots. Yeah. And as an example, you know, before we got married, um, I knew I was a selfish person to an extent. (laughs) I didn't know the depth of my selfishness until we got married. And we had to go from a me mentality to a we, right? Mm. From I to a team. And it's then that God revealed some things about my life, about how self-absorbed I can be, Mm. how selfishly consumed I can be with my own life and my own little kingdom I thought I was trying to build by myself. And God was able to reveal the deficiency in my character and the selfishness that was there by giving me you. Hmm. And so the mirror of our spouse showed that selfishness. And when it got brought to the forefront and I could see it, then I could bring it before the Lord and he could work on it and deal with me in that very area. Yeah. And so I wouldn't be who I am today apart from the gift that is my wife. Hmm. because you you. helped reveal some of those things in my life I could not have seen by myself.
1: Well, thank you, and praise God. Yeah. Uh, But the same, I could say the exact same thing. Um, You know, there are definite things that I brought into marriage. I think um, what's interesting is even some things I think I I thought I brought in as a strength, and then you realize, no, maybe actually that's... (laughs) That's that's such a great thing, right? <laughs> like I'm just thinking, a funny thing. Um, you know, I I think I grew up with a good deal of humor mm-hmm. around me in my home, and um, a, a sarcasm, an ability to to have kind of a witty, sarcastic look, view, <laughs> right, at life, yeah. and so that can make for a fun conversation with somebody. You know, when you're funny, when you're witty. Um, but I realized, I think being married that sometimes my sarcasm was a little bit too, a little too much truth, just kind of hidden behind a joke. Right. And, um, I think, you know, you helped me realize that, you know, sarcasm's not always a good thing. <laughs> it's not always a helpful thing. It's not always a funny thing. It, always, it doesn't always land like I think it's landing. Um, that's just a silly example, but. You know, those, these are just things that you those realize things. like, oh, I'm actually wounding you when I say things like that. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. I, you know, whoops, didn't mean to do that. But I think God, he just brings out things, you know, in a relationship oh, yeah. that you just can't see by yourself. Right. You know, and, 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 isolation is, I love that quote from Luther because, you know, we, we tend to think of that as like the ultimate spiritual thing when you're just alone in your thoughts with mm-hmm, God, but mm-hmm. Really, there is something sweet about um, being in, in a relationship where you're not—you really cannot be left alone in right. your thoughts, and you—you you have the gift of somebody else who can kind of call you out, yeah. Um, and on the flip side, encourage you, mm-hmm. right? Help mm-hmm. you when yep. you're weak. Um, I think that's another part is that we don't always our, our spouse is not always playing the role of like. Okay, let's like the principal, like now you're being called into the principal's office and let's talk about how you're deficient. Right. That's not the only role of a spouse to help us grow. Our spouse can also be like our biggest cheerleader, right? Mm -hmm. And can be the one who can really call out like, hey, I see this in you and I think it's great. And I love, I love how you're, you know, growing. Like, for example, I'm thinking back to this is, I don't even know if you're going to remember this, Mm. but. This is early on in our marriage, yeah, um, maybe like year two. Okay. We were at the little church where you were serving mm-hmm. while we were in seminary. You yep. were in seminary. Sandy Creek
0: Baptist Church.
1: Sandy Creek Baptist Church. Yes. Okay. So we were there, and you were um, taking an Old Testament survey class mm-hmm. at the time. And you we got to—I don't remember how this all happened, but we, we ended up—you were teaching a class— of like young adults maybe. I don't think they were young Marys. I think it was young adults. Okay. And we were going through the book of Joel. Right. Right? And so you're in the the Old Testament survey class. I think you guys were doing like the minor prophets or something. Okay. And so you're teaching this class. And, um, you know, I had been with you in a relationship with you for at that point probably three and a half years or something. Mm. And I just distinctly, I kind of remember almost where like I was sitting. Mm. (laughs) I remember watching you. And seeing, um, you know, like when I married you, you, you were already doing, you were already serving in ministry and and you had this desire and had it in your heart that it was time to go to seminary and, you know, just expand kind of your knowledge about the Bible and all of that. But I remember sitting there watching you teach that little class. It was just, you know, 12 Mm -hmm, of us or something. mm -hmm. And I just saw like this, um... I just saw your teacher's heart. I saw how the Lord had wired you. It was like he was revealing right before my eyes, like who you were and the gifts he gave you. Yeah. And you were unpacking the book of Joel in such a beautiful way. Like I was learning a ton and I was loving it, but I was also just so thrilled that God had given me a front row seat into your Mm. life and Mm. your growth and your service for him. And, um, you know that's only grown over the years. There have been many times I would pop into jam into junior high ministry, and um especially the years when I was home with the kids. and so I wasn't always able to go and I'd yeah. hear you teach. And I remember just being struck sometimes about how much you had grown in in your gifting and ability to teach the word. And I would just have like tears in my eyes watching you thinking, hmm. I was there at the beginning when you know you were learning.
0: When I was clueless and knew nothing. Well you weren't clueless, but <laughs> And now I'm less clueless. I'm like I'm this
1: is like making me cry. No, it's just sweet, babe. It's I've been able to see like a lot of growth. Mm. God's yeah. God has done a good thing in, in
0: you. In both and, of us.
1: He has. Yeah. But it's really sweet, I think, as a spouse when you're there at the beginning and then you get to see Yeah. The growth. Yeah. I don't know why this is making me cry, but it is.
0: Yeah. And I think that's such a, uh, for those of you who are listening and in, in, in you're married, the the gift that your spouse is, but also like your willingness to stick it out and, and, and stay with somebody yeah. for a long period of time, you get to be a part of that process with yeah. each other. And there's you get to see joy that, in it. And there's yeah. such joy in that if you're willing to allow God to work on you. Yeah. Um, God sometimes comes at us with a hammer and chisel. I mean, he's a carpenter by trade yeah. and he's all about building character. Yeah. And sometimes in order to build character, he's got to have a demolition day and he's got to destroy some things in our life in order for things to be built. And so the things that he's built in both of our lives over the years using, you know, obviously the word of God, also using each other in marriage yeah. to bring things out. We couldn't see so we could deal with those things and grow in spiritual oneness And, um, and so that's been, that's been great. And so if you're listening, I just want to encourage you, keep sticking with it. Don't give up on your marriage. God wants to use that to sharpen you and shape you to be the man of God, woman of God. You're meant to be. And it's your spouse that God is giving you as a gift, like a tool to see that happen.
1: And don't give up on your spouse. Right. You know, your marriage. Yes. But also your spouse. I think, you know, change doesn't happen, um, overnight. Right uh, and don't get me wrong there are times that you frustrate me. <laughs> sometimes I think about you and I cry because it, I love, those who, are tier, I those love who tears I joy are. those are tears of frustration <laughs> <No>. <laughs> sometimes you make me mad, but but you know, I think um, being willing to to wait on the Lord too for him to do like a, a true authentic transformation is mm-hmm. so worth it. It is. It's worth it to stick it out, and um, it's worth it to, to trust that you know God is doing something, because it's not like I want you to change, based on my defini- definition right. of change, right? right. Like I, I, true change, we want the kind that God does, which mm-hmm. is from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I think that's I think that's worth it. I think it's really sweet, and yeah. now that the years are starting to stack up yeah. behind us, um, I don't know. I just. I'm more and more grateful for what he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. What he's done. Yeah,
0: thanks for sharing that, babe. And then, as you mentioned, you know, the Word of God is so important. Yeah. And in James chapter 1, James um, talks about the Word of God being like a mirror. Yeah. And so just reading this, just a short portion of of chapter 1, starting in verse 23, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. But one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does. So here we have the mirror as, as depicted as the word of God. Yep. And you have two different kinds of people in two different approaches to that mirror of God's word. The first one is almost kind of like, I've heard this top before and I thought it was a great illustration because the first person is almost kind of like a guy. He comes before the mirror. He's not really interested in doing business. He's looking for vital signs. <laughs> Am I alive? This, is anything sticking my, out of my nose teeth? <laughs> yes. You know, we're not really there to spend time to deal with the re- reflection that we see. Yep. We just kind of like, even if our hair is disheveled, it's like, ah, I'll throw a hat on and I'm out the door. <laughs> yes. We didn't, we didn't stay and look intently yep. and therefore we can leave the mirror and sometimes get out in public and go, wow, um, do you realize what you have on? <laughs> and there's been times where I've come downstairs, stuff's looked at me and the clothes I'm wearing and she'd be like, um, that doesn't even go together. <laughs>
1: You've gotten much better at that. Now I say that to our boys. Yeah. Like what is happening here? <laughs> that that is exactly how they look in the mirror. Just a quick glance It's a and quick
0: glance gone. and they're gone. <laughs> yeah. They could care less uh-huh. what they look like. And that's what this depicts. Yeah. A guy who just could care less. Forget. And therefore yep. you forget what you look like. Yep. But the second person it's like is our like our daughter. A woman. <laughs> and me. In a good way. <laughs> they come to the mirror to do business. Yeah. And we're going to change what we see, and yeah. we're going to make this look better. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm standing longer and longer in front of the mirror because it's, it's more work to look, to make this look <laughs> <No>. better.
0: <laughs> it's
1: true, though. That's such a good analogy um, because, you know, definitely, I think, maybe to a fault, women can stand and, and analyze and, and look deeply, right? Mm-hmm. But when we think about the Word of God, those are the people who are changed, by the word. Right. Right. Because they come to it and they stare intently mm-hmm. and they, um, they let the word get in, into them yes. and do its work.
0: Yeah. And the mirror show, the mirror of God's word shows the spiritual blind spots. Yeah. Right. Cause the physical mirror shows the outside appearance. The word of God as a mirror shows the inside. Yep. It gives us an understanding and insight to what the condition of our heart is before the Lord. Yeah. And so I think, you know, God gives us these gifts of his word and marriage, yep, right? This relationship to help show us things that we couldn't see, mm-hmm. to drive us to the place we need to go. And that's always before our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we're yeah. like, Lord, help. I see what I really look like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love Change this. me. <laughs> I
1: love this, uh, this sentence in our, our lesson this week. It said, your spouse is an incredible gift. That can help you become more like the person God intends for you to be. But in order for them to help you, you must be open to their feedback and thoughts about the things that they see in you. Mm. So it, it's, it's a two-edged sword, Totally. right? Oh, yeah. Like it is a gift to have your spouse be that mirror for you. Mm-hmm. But also, we have to be willing to receive what they see. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, that's hard. Yeah. That's the trickier part, I think. And so that's where, you know, we have to be careful too, as we, we, we want to point things out to our spouse. Um, I think we have to really check our motive, um, check our timing, (laughs) take it to the Lord first, let him check out our wording. Mm. You know, it's that's a wise way to do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think the unwise way to do it is how we naturally do it, which is just a very careless. Like, why do you do that? You always do that. This is a this is a blind spot of yours. You know, that's not always helpful. Yeah. Um, So I think there's wisdom in in going to the Lord first and kind of working it out with Him. What you're gonna, how you want to say it, what you want to say. But at the same time, we have to be have ears that are willing to receive. What our mm-hmm. spouse says and not in hopefully not in a way where we think like oh, here they go again like picking out my faults but we can really view our spouse as a messenger from the Lord kind of in that way you know that they are bringing something to our attention that that he wants us to know mm-hmm.
0: and I think yeah.
1: you know a mature version of ourself can see it that way
0: yeah
1: <laughs> our maybe immature natural self sometimes takes that as, Yet another defensive, right? And it takes it as a personal
0: attack. Yeah, criticism.
1: Yeah, that's hard. That is hard. But that's that's part of the deal. I think um, if you want a deep marriage, if you want to go deep with your spouse, you know, then these are the conversations that yeah. we need to have. And this is where we get to really um, try yeah. to model what Jesus did, which is being full of grace and truth. Yeah, not you know truth without. Grace is cold. Totally. And and love, right? It's right. it's cold. But love grace without any truth is empty. License yeah. To just do whatever. Right. So there's really you really have to have both right. for it to be, you know, received well and for it to be valuable.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think as we, you know, name this podcast going deeper and and desiring to go deeper mm-hmm. with the Lord and deeper with one another in our relationship in this wonderful gift called marriage, mm-hmm. that we have to be willing to allow God to speak into our lives, but also one another. Yeah. And, um, and if we come at it with an uh, attitude of humbleness and humility, ready yeah. to receive yeah. not only God's word, as it says in James 1, the, receive the word implanted, by which it might save your soul, yeah. but also receive a word from one another, that yeah. in love and truth, right, that we can help sharpen one another for yeah. the better. And, and be a part of this wonderful process called sanctification.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's beautiful because God has designed this, you know, he's designed that to come from your spouse from within a covenant marriage. Yeah. So there's safety there. There's yep. a security and an intimacy with one another. You know, he's not, this isn't, this isn't a kind of um, admonishment that just a stranger on the street gives you right right Right. so it's not easy and it does require humility does but it's also he's designed it in a way that it's supposed to be life-giving to Mm -hmm. us too Mm -hmm. you know and freeing yeah um if we'll if we'll you know follow his pattern so yeah i think that's beautiful
0: yeah well hopefully this has been um really encouraging for you tonight um i know this is just you know we kind of A lot of these, we sort of have an idea of the direction we're going, but in some ways, we're winging it, too, and we're just asking the Lord. Like We know some of these things because we just covered this topic on Sunday. Right. But for those who are listening, we hope that this is helpful because, again, this is beyond just the marriage relationship. Yeah. Right? I mean, God wants to grow us up, and he'll use relationships to do that. He can use friendships to do that. Close friendships can really call one another out and hold each other accountable and spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Yeah. And so... I Even
1: parent-child.
0: Parent-child, absolutely. And sometimes child-parent. Sometimes. That's <laughs> sometimes really our, humbling, Humila.
1: So, yeah, sometimes our kids when are calling out. your kids call something out. out in your life, uh-huh. you're like, ew. <laughs> yeah, but that's that just gives credence to, once again, you can't hide, you know, in those close relationships yeah. in your life when they're real, real, true relationships, deep relationships, you know, you are vulnerable with yeah. one another. So,
0: And that's the risk you take. Yeah in relationships. Yep. And, um, and so uh, it's, it's worth it. It is worth it. It's totally worth it. Uh Well, thank you for listening tonight. And, um, we got one more week next week on, on what is it? Diligence.
1: Diligence is next week. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe we'll do a a wrap up episode and kind of talk about some things. Maybe even
0: share some marriage stories. Uh, we'll see. Um, you know, we're hoping that God has been moving and doing a great work in not just our lives, which he has, but, the many other couples, yeah, that have been involved with this sixteen-week endeavor, yeah, it's been um, something else. It has been something else. Uh-huh. But thank you for listening tonight. Um, we definitely want to close uh, in prayer. But do you have any, maybe one last big thought on this topic tonight, babe?
1: Um, you know, I just love that kind of our closing thought from our lesson. I think it's a good one to end up with. It's a, a question that um, an author. His name is Gary Thomas. We actually read his book last Mm -hmm. year, Cherish. Mm -hmm. Um, But he said this, what if God designed marriage to make us holy more than to make us happy? Mm -hmm. And I think um, that's a great question. I think the answer is he did design marriage to make us holy. (laughs) And I think when we pursue holiness, happiness becomes part of the the package. Um, But when we pursue happiness, it, it doesn't get us very far. Yeah. It's and you won't be fleeting. holy in the process. No. Um, but I do think that there's just a really sweet, um, there's a sweet role that your spouse mm-hmm. plays in mm-hmm. that, in, in the pursuit of holiness. Um, and when you view your marriage that way, it does free you up a little bit, yeah. um, from being kind of upset when things aren't perfect in your yeah. marriage. Right? right. Cause you're not, you're not pursuing just this um, superficial happiness, exactly, all the time. And you know, like, okay, I can I can put that this disappointment in its place because I know that the greater thing we're after is better than that. Yeah, than that temporary feeling of like, you know, yeah, everything's fine, we're fine, it's all fine. Yeah. Um, but I think our culture oh, paints the totally. opposite message, which is, are you happy? Well, oh, good. Are you not happy? Well, then get out. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's a a constant, like, how do you feel? How how are your, is this making, is your spouse making you feel the way you want to feel? Yeah. And if you aren't feeling good about the way you feel, then go do it. will make you feel better. Right. Including walking away. Right. um, Or whatever else. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's so self-centered and it's so based on emotion. Mm -hmm. And we know that our emotions are not reliable. Right. Um, they're up and down all the time so it's you know God's design is is so much better it is so much better for us but it's also just so much better yeah
0: in general and I think that's the the whole point of understanding the purpose of why God gave us marriage it's like you know pulling back the veil and revealing and seeing for what it really is instead of the ways that we used to think about marriage yeah um, that really, in a lot of ways, were just erroneous and false. Mm-hmm. So uncovering the truth yep. and reality of why God gave us one another yep. What's a wonderful gift! Um, well, let's pray. This, I think that's good stuff. And maybe just a challenge in light of what we talked about tonight: maybe share with your spouse, um, or maybe it's with a really close friend, or maybe even maybe even your child. Mm-hmm. Say thanks for helping me grow to be more like Jesus. And here's the one way that you've helped me do that.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: So let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for tonight. Thank you that you have given us marriage to make us holy. And when we're holy, we will be happy. And so thank you for how you have used um, this gift called marriage to sharpen and shape us, to cut out the things that don't belong, so that you can build into our lives the things that do. Christ-likeness. And yes, that's not an easy process, and sometimes there's pain in the process, but it's interesting and, and remarkable and wonderful how pain can make us stronger. So thank you for the trials and tribulations, but also the wonderful joy and happiness in marriage as a result of this wonderful process that you've used and making us more like Jesus because of our spouse. Thank you, Father, for tonight. Grateful for all that you're doing through this ministry called Reengage, and we thank you for this evening. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of the Family Huddle Podcast. We're always honored that you would spend your time with us, and we do hope to um, honor your time with mm-hmm. something that's valuable and hopefully edifying and encouraging. Totally. Um, We do want to remind you that you can always um, find out what's happening in Family Ministries on our website, on the Grace Church uh, website. Just look for Family Ministries, and we have kind of a continually updated page there with information. Um, You can follow us on Facebook or on Instagram, same handle, Grace Church Family Ministries, we love interacting with people there. Um, anything else I'm missing?
0: I think that pretty much puts a bow on the present.
1: Yeah. There you go. We do, we do thank you for yeah. being part of this, and uh, we hope that you have a great week, and we will be back next time with another talk, episode. Talk to you next week. Yeah. On, what's our series called? Swimming in the Deep Swimming End. Swimming in the Deep End. <laughs> Almost forgot it. We'll <laughs> see you next week.
0: We'll see you then.